Welcome back to the podcast. Yes, I did that on purpose. Uh, this is That Book Podcast with your hosts, Julianne and Andrew, and we are really excited to get into some really fun, interesting books on a wide variety of topics. Um, and then we'll jump into a slideshow that Julianne made um, where she guides us through um, some of the interesting things about the book, which is really good. Um, Thank you. Yeah, and uh, covers deep topics, and you do so uh, uh, pretty well. So I'm, I'm excited about that. And if you want to see more about that, definitely listen to the end. But thanks for being here, and let's jump into it. Let's go. Welcome back to another episode of That Book Podcast. We are so excited to be with you today. I'm going to kick things off with Dune once again. Uh, loving this book. I think this is the third week in a row that I've talked about it um, because it is very thick and I'm a slow reader. But <laughs> I've been reading it pretty much nonstop. And uh, Julianne was like, hey, we got we to gotta record the podcast. I only have 16 pages left. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, I'm preparing for the podcast for like an hour and you're just like reading. <laughs> yeah. I, I thought he should like, we should just start the podcast and he should still like just be like finishing it on the podcast. But he didn't think that was a good idea. Oh, I thought you meant reading aloud. And I was like, we can't have those kind of spoilers. No, no. I thought you would just be like sitting over there reading Dune because that's been like pretty, pretty much what's been happening. Yeah, that's been this week. So anyway, it's almost done. It's an amazing book. Uh, lots of great characters. I was thinking he um, he does a really good job of skipping narrative points like a passage of time will just happen mm-hmm. and they'll talk about it and then they'll like really briefly fill you in on everything that you need to know about that passage of, passage of time and then keep going. So it kind of like it's like a highlight reel. Which is insane because it's like an eight hundred page highlight reel. But wow. yeah, so they do really. So he does a really really good job. Um, so anyway, awesome, loving this book, uh, and I will finish it today. <laughs> yeah, you will. <laughs> we, we can. <laughs> we can count on that. I think. Yes. So, All right. What do you got for us? Um, I the first book that I read this week. Um, and I did not read nearly as much as you did this week. So just start with that caveat is chase the fun a uh, hundred days to discover fun right where you are it's by annie f downs it's kind of a um devotional style book in in the sense that there's something a little bit for you to read every day during the hundred days um i definitely andrew got this for me for christmas i definitely read it for like a week right after christmas and then forgot about it uh, so I've been, you know, kind of reading one or two days as, as I want uh, this week. And, and it's been really good. It's it's fairly light. There have been a couple things that she said about, like, um, um, releasing perfectionism and knowing that you are loved by God and others, even if you fail, that have mm-hmm. hit, like, really close to home. But otherwise, it's just been, it's been delightful. So. Nice. Aw. Yep. All right. Um, I have profit first. I'm holding up the book but actually i did not read this book you didn't read it after i bought it i know (laughs) uh so i've been working on house projects this week and they haven't needed a lot of focus they've just been kind of like you know so we're gonna be painting um, stuff like that which is why if you're watching we have a different changes we have a change of scenery we are we are exiled yeah um but so i found out the hoopla by the way if you have not uh, if you do not have Hoopla or whatever the equivalent is in your area, but I think it's it's pretty much nationwide. Um, definitely, definitely get Hoopla. It's amazing. Uh, this book uh-huh. happened to be on it in our area. 
Well, if people don't know what Hoopla is, they're going to think it's like a subscription service. It's actually something through your library. So you should check and see if your library has it. You should subscribe to it for free through your library. (laughs) Okay, keep going. Sorry, carry on. Yeah, sorry. Hoopla is great. You can borrow um, depending on your area. Uh, Depends on the the library um, and the the costs and and stuff. Usually, I find that the bigger, uh, the more populous your area, the more uh, things that you can check out on Hoopla every month. But it's great. So I um, uh, got Profit First on there. And so this is a physical book that Julianne bought. And I was like, oh, she she had that. I'll, I'll get like a head start and then go through the book. I'm really excited to also go through the physical book because there's a lot of notes that I want to take. And he has a bunch of really cool charts that he had to kind of describe. And I think I got them, but also it's going to be just a lot easier to see them. But this is a really cool book. And he talks about um, – so it's Profit First by Mike Michalowicz. Um, if you recall, Julianne just finished Clockwork. Um, by him, um, which was, I think, a book that came after this one. Yes. And uh, and this is really good. He, he talks about, um, he kind of has a gripe against companies that just want growth. Okay. So people, you know, there's companies that are like, oh man, I got to grow, got to grow, got to grow. And he, you know, there's like big tech companies that aren't profitable and they haven't been profitable for like 10 years um, because they're just focused on growing enough and then they'll become profitable, right? Mm-hmm. And you're like, don't do that. Uh, not a good idea because everybody gets stressed out. If you can't like support, keep growing, then you're just going to like drown eventually. Mm-hmm. So he's like become profitable. And he gives, um, he's like, here are five accounts that you need to have. Everything goes in the income and then it gets spread out among these other accounts um, to cover uh, expenses and stuff. And it's just uh, to cover expenses and taxes to make sure that, you know, you don't have a big uh, problem come tax time. Um, stuff like that and then also paying yourself and so he's like hey you should um pay yourself uh, a fair wage and then also profit as like a bonus that comes every quarter and so he outlines the system and it's really really cool and um i like that it's very human he's like uh you know your accountant will crunch the numbers but you don't understand like half the stuff that your accountant does <laughs> I don't, he's like i don't understand half the stuff that my accountant does i don't know how to read these things but i do know how to look at my banks my, like my bank accounts and go ah what am i gonna do he's like, just like make a set it and forget it system that you go in and you maintain like 30 minutes a month, mm-hmm. half an hour a month, and boom, you're good. And you will see the rewards from that. Um, um, and it's really cool because he kept talking about how you can do it this way and that's technically ideal, but humans aren't like built like that. We're not built like that. So how we are like, given what we are built like, here's a system for it. And it was, uh, it was really good. Um, highly recommend. Very fun. Yeah, and so you, you finished that audiobook, right? Yes, finished the audiobook while I was working on the project. So That's awesome. Yeah, so not only did I redo nonstop, I also audiobooks for the win uh, this week. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, here's another book that I have been reading. It is Persuasion, A Revolutionary Way to Influence and Persuade by, I feel like I'm going to butcher his name, Robert Cialdini. Cialdini? Cialdini. It's Italian, I, that's, I'm guessing. But anyway, he's, he's a researcher, um, a psycholo- psychologist, I think, maybe. Um, PhD. Yeah. Um, anyway, that doesn't really matter. But, <laughs> but yeah, like he approaches um, the topic of uh, influence and like persuading people um, from a psychological perspective. So he has the first book that he wrote, which I have not read, is called Influence, and it's he really wrote it as like a guide for consumers so that they could know how their like thoughts and feelings are influenced by 
um, you know, the media and by marketing and advertising and things like that. So it was kind of um, a way to to get smarter about how you form your opinions. And he wrote in like the preface to this book that like almost no one was interested in it, but the people who were interested in it were the people like who, who work at like marketing companies and mm. media. And so um, this book was kind of the answer to that as pe- people would ask questions about it. Um, he had a lot of things in like the preface in the first chapter about using it ethically, but now he's, he's actually starting to get into some of the um, sci- psychological reasons behind why we choose things. And his argument is that we choose things because before we make the choice, we've been like, there are factors that condition us to either make us more likely or less likely to make that choice. So mm-hmm. um, I'm not very far into it. That's, that's about all I should probably say at this point. <laughs> uh, but it's, it's been really fascinating and good. That's really cool. So, yeah. All right. So my next book is not physical. Because just like Private First, I listened on audio, not on Hoopla, on Libby, which is a similar program. A similar program that I'm just kind of cracking into. It feels much more like library. It feels like a library. You have to hold books. You know, there's a certain number that they have. You hold it, and you know, you wait for it. Then you then you can read it. Some of them there's enough copies that you can just you can just read it. So um, it's like a digital version of a physical library where Hoopla is just kind of like on demand if they happen to have it. Um, yeah, but. Both very, very cool. So I uh, I was getting my notes together and I was like, by Malcolm Gladwell. And Julianne's like, oh, I was so upset. <laughs> I was like, why were you reading Malcolm Gladwell book without me? <laughs> and it was an audiobook and everything. You could have just broadcasted it through the house. But no. But no. <laughs> Betrayal. So um, I finished Profit First, still working on projects. So I was, uh, I was looking through Libby and I was like, wait, Malcolm Gladwell? Let's see what books he has. And so there's some that I have to put on hold. I re- I'm really interested in Outliers. I've heard a lot of good things about it. I so, have too, yeah. Uh, but that I had to put a hold on because it's really popular. But Tipping Point is another one of his books that I've been relatively interested in. I want to read that, that book. That is there. Um, I'm so envious of you right now. <laughs> and so it was really good. <laughs> um, again, Malcolm Gladwell does a really great job of taking like concepts that kind of are – mystical or ambiguous and going hey here's some of the factors at play and by the end you're like wow that that makes sense of course that's how it's always been and you're just like wait what do you like i didn't know anything about that before he started talking (laughs) about right and so the tipping point um he says like how to start an an epidemic and so he talks about how the he wrote it before covid (laughs) that's good yeah (laughs) so um but he talks about how there's a um he talks about there's, there's three kinds of people mm-hmm. that you need to start an epidemic. And he talks about, he gives a lot of examples throughout, you know, like um, smallpox, um, uh, various sexually transmitted diseases um, on, on one side, but then also like word of mouth uh, trends, movements, that kind of stuff. Um, he talked a lot about the, the midnight ride of Paul Revere mm-hmm. and how a lot of factors went into making it really successful. Um, uh, some of them were the type of person that he is. So the, he said there's three kinds of people. Um, there's connectors, maves, and salesmen. And so he says connectors are um, the kinds of people that uh, just know everybody, mm-hmm. right? He's like, yeah, my, I have 40 friends right now, and 30 of them are because of this one guy. <laughs> there's like, that one guy is a connector. Uh-huh. He's like, then there's maves who uh, take information and they like translate it for other people. And, and they're not trying to persuade people. They're just like, hey, this, this thing is cool. Here's some information about it, you know. Like, uh, usually when a new technology comes out, it's kind of mystical and people are like, hmm, what is this? 
like AI, um, mm-hmm. I feel like kind of has been for, for a little bit and now it's kind of being uh, uh, in the in the mainstream. But, you know, those people that are like uh, translate the information so that people can understand it. Um, and so those are maves. And then there's salesmen who persuade people to um, to do these things. Um, and and uh, so he said Paul Revere is two of those. He said Paul Revere is a connector and a mave. So he like knew everybody. He mm-hmm. knew all the people that he needed to talk to. But he also uh, gave them the information. You know, so he's really charismatic in that way. But then he also gave them the, the information in a selfless manner, right? He's not like, yeah. hey, come buy my product. He's like, hey, the British are coming, so let's get ready, right? Yeah. And he's like, it's interesting because there was another guy who also was on the same mission, um, in covering different lands, and it w- it did not spread um, as quickly. Um, and he also talks about other factors in it, right? Like, um, what if it was an afternoon ride of Paul Revere? A lot of people probably would have been um, probably going about their lives, you know, mm-hmm. or not thinking it as urgent as when somebody knocks on your door at midnight and is like, oh, okay, somebody's waking me up. This is a big deal, right? Mm-hmm. So then they're ready um, for something urgent. So he talks about a lot of factors like that and how... Um, and how the types of people interplay with some of the principles um, to make an epidemic happen. I'm going to give some examples with it. So it was, it was a, a really fascinating read. Um, it was really cool. Well, I guess I didn't read it. I listened to it, but um, it was really cool. And Malcolm Gladwell was the reader, so it was even better. Um, oh, that's awesome. But yeah, it was really good. All right, and the next book, I think this is my last book um, until the the book recap, mm-hmm. uh, is Fostered by Tori Hope Peterson. I started this book last week, um, and it is still, it's an easy read. So I read a lot of it. And then it, like, takes my mind a lot of time to process what I'm reading, and then the emotions start kicking in. So um, I, I that's the reason I didn't finish it this week. I'm not that far from the end, but I just was like, I don't know if I'm ready for that. So I'll probably finish it next week. Yeah, you, um, like, read it for an hour and then go, there are so many emotions, so many horrible things have happened to her. I know. Um, I just, there's a lot of... In her foster care journey. Yeah, there's just a lot of... Um, tragedy and and she you know she doesn't she keeps like the most optimistic tone but is still like very authentic about it and so you know you're reading it and you like you're processing but you just keep going with the story and then once you stop it's like it all hits you it's like oh wow yeah Yeah. so I like I felt like I was just like tearing through this book this (laughs) like the one night I read it and then I was like that was maybe not a good decision because now I'm like up for an hour, like after I read it, processing all of it out loud. So Andrew can't get any sleep either. So anyway. Oh, it was, yeah, those are the kinds of things that you don't think about yeah. until you're faced with them. Uh-huh. Um, but it's really good to um, consider the ramifications of and see if we want to change the way that we live our lives to reflect the lessons that we've learned. So it's it's been a really uh, deep read. So. Yeah. For sure. On the complete flip side, <laughs> our last book is Dead Man's Folly by Agatha Christie. Yes, we've, read, we've been listening to this one together. Yes, also on Hoopla, which is so lots of Hoopla plugs this week. <laughs> and uh, we're, we're about two-thirds of the way through. And um, so we listened to that t- together. Um, yeah. And I still have no idea what's going on. Usually I'll, I'll have like a couple little inklings. There's a few suspects, but I have like no serious idea. Yeah, so. we've, we've one dead body so far. So and Agatha fun. Christie, like, sometimes there's only one, sometimes there's three. Yeah. I'm leaning toward, I'm going to go on record because mm-hmm. we haven't finished the book yet. Yeah. I'm leaning toward there's going to be three. Three? Oh, yeah. I did not see that coming. Okay, well, you heard it You heard it here first, folks. This and, book that's yeah. been out for a long time that we haven't read. Right. You know, breaking news. 
Yeah, yeah, I think, I think <laughs> there's going to be three. And we'll, let, we'll, we'll try to remember it and let you know if I was right. Well, that's or maybe too many we spoilers. Maybe yeah. yeah, that might be too many spoilers. But yeah. I have I have my reasons for that. Okay. Um, part intrigued. of it is where the book is going right now, and part of it is the title. So. Uh, okay. Like, yeah. Makes sense. I think you know what I mean by that, but I don't really want to give anything else away. So. Well, it's called Dead Man's. Right. Yeah. And, yeah, the person who's died so far is female. So. Yeah. So, hmm. Okay, I fair guess enough. We'll see. Guess we'll see. Okay, that concludes our first segment. Yes. And so now we're going to have to shuffle things around. Shuffle things around into Andrew our says second segment. I'm going to have segment. to put my laptop here on some books. So hopefully this works. Yeah, so that, Do you need to check the camera? So that the lovely YouTube audience can hopefully see it. Can Who knows? See. I, I feel like that's kind of a hopeless cause at this <laughs> point. Um, this feels okay. Um, so. My book this week for my book recap is actually not one I've read recently. So this is going to be a little bit different than oh. our typical ones. Just because the books I've read recently, I've been talking about on the podcast. I feel like I've said what I needed to say. Mm-hmm. Um, and this sorry, book- I, I said what I needed to say. And then a TikTok sound started going through my head and it totally distracted me. I don't know if that ever <laughs> happens to you, but it was like, I said what I needed to say because I don't care. I, I don't even think that's how the TikTok sound goes. <laughs> But That's so funny. You started, have read this relatively recently. I have read this relatively recently, yeah. um, last year. So um, the the book is, wow, that was a train wreck of an introduction. <laughs> Atlas of the Heart by Brene Brown. Click. Okay, so because I have not read it while we were doing the podcast, I figured mm-hmm. I'd go over some of the contents in brief. Mm-hmm. Um, just a couple of things. Uh, the first is that, and I'm actually going to pull this book out so that... It is know, a beautiful book. The I YouTube said that, audience can see it because it is gorgeous. I said that... Uh, I will teach you to be rich was a magazine kind of like feel book. This is much more yeah. so. Yeah, I would say like if if I will teach you to be rich is a magazine. Yeah, it's closer to like a People magazine or something. Mm-hmm. And this one is like one of those really nice like magazines that you put on your coffee table so that people think you read yeah. that. As far as like, look and feel, you open it, the pages are like really, really nice. And yeah, the pictures is, are really vivid. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, and there's a lot of artwork throughout it. It is definitely, and it's on the larger side. So it definitely kind of feels like a coffee table book, mm-hmm. which I think is funny because she's like diving into like human emotions, which people yeah. kind of like, oh, hide <laughs> like below the surface. So yeah. that was kind of funny, but anyway, so it is, um, it's basically a guidebook to the human emotional experience. Like she, she kind of draws on the Atlas theme throughout the book but it's also just um she has them she has the chapters organized by like places we go when like we compare ourselves or when life is good or when thing is things are overwhelming or too much I think is one of the titles that I might have paraphrased that wrong Mm -hmm. but anyway um so that they're sorted kind of by theme um but also like you know places you might go if this is what you think about the situation that you're in so that's pretty cool. Um, it's also based on a phrase that she uses in a lot of her books, um, which she describes herself as a map maker and a traveler, which is saying like, you know, I'm I'm showing you this, but I'm also like traveling this part of the human experience myself. And so mm. I don't, you know, I don't know everything there is to know. So um, on the cover, it has, we are the map makers and the travelers. So that, because like the idea is that this book helps you also be a map maker and traveler in your own nice. like human emotional experience. And you do love books with the title, with, with Atlas in them as seen by last slideshow and this slideshow. Oh yes. I so. mean, I have some other books as well that have like map themes 
because I just am drawn to those or people buy them for me. (laughs) So um, kind of the point of her book um, that she explains is that you have better, if you have better language around your emotions, you have a better understanding of what is actually going on in your heart and your mind. So um, I found that to be true, like, especially Mm -hmm. after reading this book. And so I'm, I'm very excited to keep sharing about this. So how long this book took you to read? And I wrote months. It's because I picked it up when we were on our big road trip last May, mm-hmm. immediately started reading it. And then I think I set it aside for several months. Yeah, for a while. Um, and, and then you went through it pretty and fast. And then I went through it pretty fast. But I definitely was, you know, thinking about it the whole time. So <laughs> um, was this a reasonable amount of time? I actually do think it was a reasonable amount of time, especially yeah. because you need to process some of the things that you're learning. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. I'm skipping the emotions graph for this book. Oh. Um, which is actually one of my favorite parts, but um, I felt or imagined feeling most of the emotions in existence while reading this book, I feel like. Yeah. Because she just describes all of them. And so you're either like going like, wow, I know exactly how that feels because mm-hmm. I felt bad yeah. and I didn't know there was a word for it or or like, oh yeah, I'm being reminded of this or just imagining yourself feeling it, right? Like I didn't feel angry while reading this book and mm-hmm. she's describing anger, but I know what that feels like. Yeah. So, um, Okay. There are zero highlights or notes in the margins because this book is a work of art. Uh, yeah. Like the glossy pages, I like I started to read it and I had a pen in my hand the first time and then I just couldn't do it. Mm-mm. So that's, I it, feel like yeah. that's pretty monumental. It, yeah. Because <laughs> I normally That's just, a big deal. Yeah. Okay. Number of times I made Andrew listen to part of it. I don't remember. I said at least five. Yeah. Is that a number low or this, high? This might have been Atlas of Extinct Countries was really high because it was really fun. Yeah. This one gives us a, gives it a run for its money. So okay, so it was it was more than five. Yeah, saying. but you definitely talked about themes in this book more than any other book that, that I think you've read. Like yeah, like, you're like oh, I read about boom, like let's have a conversation about that, like grief and anger and happiness and this is interesting and yeah, yeah. okay. So I think, I think, yes, that is a fair number. Okay, cool. Um, so on a scale, oh. and I, I, I thought about going with an emotional scale for this book, and uh-huh. I probably should have. Oh, okay. But then it was too difficult. Yeah. So um, I just said, on a scale of ocean depths to Google Maps, amount of precision on a map. Oh, because ocean depths have like nothing. Right, because no one really knows. Oh, so you went with the map thing. Yes. Oh, that's very funny. Um, this book is probably a map of the New York City subway or the DC metro. So, like, if you know what you're doing, uh-huh. you can get there using those maps. <laughs> but it's not like Google Maps where, like, they're not going to let you get lost. Oh, so it's like, I have the map. I have to figure it out. Right. Versus being told exactly what to do. Right. But that's kind of how it works because yeah. no one else has had your experiences. Yeah. So, okay. so she she's giving you a, a map that you have to read for yourself. Right. Yeah. Which is fine. And That's it's really it's, good. It's a pretty usable map, right? Like if yep. you if you go to one of those stations like in Washington DC and you look at it like assuming you know where like approximately where the thing you want to get to is, mm-hmm. you can get there. Yeah. But you might also hop on the wrong metro line if you don't really know. Yeah. Where. That's a really good that was a really good uh, comparison there. Good job. Thank you. That was nice. Okay, so how I use this book in daily life. Mm-hmm. Um, when I'm feeling emotions, I try to explore what I'm feeling more than just describing it mm-hmm. um, in, in the first word that comes to mind. Sorry. <clears throat> because one of the things she talks about in the beginning of this book is that most people's emotional language is 
happy, sad, angry. And she says, if you don't have the nuance there, um, it's really hard to get to the root of what's actually happening. Mm. So I, I try to do that as well. Like if I, if I'm feeling a certain way and I think like, Oh, I'm sad. I go, well, do I actually feel sad or do I feel something else? Mm. And that's actually been very helpful a okay. lot of times. Um, it's helped me understand emotions in new ways because of that. And this book is also on my shelf, on our shelf, in our reading nook for easy reference in case I'm like, well, I can't really think of the word. And then I can kind of look because because it is laid out that way. Yep. So uh, that's the end. That's the end of my presentation. That's in your presentation. Yep. Wow. That was excellent. Good job. Thank you. Yes. So does that bring us to the end of the podcast episode? It does. All right. Well, thank you so much for uh, hanging out with us. And we hope that you have... An amazing week reading lots of fun books and these have been helpful for you. Yeah, for sure. And if you want to like or subscribe or whatever, cool, do that. Yeah. If we'll you see want, you next week. If you want people to, to, to listen to it, if you want to spread the word, if you're like, nope, don't want to, <laughs> don't want other people seeing this, then uh, don't worry about that. But uh, <laughs> we'll see you next time. Thanks. My feet are very asleep. <laughs> We should probably get this done fast so I can be comfortable again. <laughs> okay. My let my feet are asleep. <laughs> Welcome to episode six of that book podcast. Ooh. Excuse me if you're watching the YouTube and my face looks a little uncomfortable. My feet are falling asleep. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but we have some great books for you this week, um, including Chase the Fun by Annie F. Downs. And uh, some other books that Andrew <laughs> has mysteriously not had pictured. Like, what do you mean not had pictured? Like Mike Bukowitz's Profit First? You know that's not the book I'm talking about. Oh. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> I'm very confused by this introduction. Uh, hopefully it will make more sense when we get into the books. <laughs> yeah, let's go.